This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we are going to talk about a topic called Massive Tax Deductions Using Donor-Advised Funds. And with me today, I have Certified Financial Planner Kelsey Banky. And Kelsey and I both work with um, clients, typically clients who are a higher net worth, who are looking for large tax deductions. And when you have a situation where you are a person who has a high income, which puts you in a high tax bracket, and you're looking for tax deductions, and you marry that up with someone who's charitable-minded and who's doing some type of giving on a regular basis, a donor-advised fund could be a fantastic solution for you. In fact, we found multiple usages for it that have been a lot of fun when working with different clients. That's just it. Is there's so many different ways to utilize a donor advised fund, and I, I can rattle off several examples of where this is a very valuable strategy um, and can really meet a number of the client's goals. And so many people have never heard of it. So I'm glad we're doing a show on this because <laughs> I think it could help a lot of people out with what they want to do. We love bringing cutting edge ideas to the forefront of things people haven't typically heard about. And this is one of them. So if you're charitable minded and you're in a higher tax bracket, Pay attention because this is something you might want to give us a call and chat about. So here's what a donor-advised fund is. A donor-advised fund is something that you put a chunk of money into that you are able to get a tax deduction in the year you contribute. And then you can direct the donor-advised fund to give the money inside of the donor-advised fund to a variety of qualifying charities. So it's a conduit for your charitable giving that allows you to do some interesting things like potentially get some pretty massive tax deductions. Now, caveat that I want to say right up front, your ability to get the tax deduction is going to depend entirely on your own situation and you are going to have to involve your CPA in the discussion to determine what your tax deductibility is. But depending on your situation, you literally can create significant deductions for yourself by using a donor-advised fund. Okay, so let's kind of get down into the nitty-gritty of how these kind of work. Let's say that you have some highly appreciated stock, or let's say that you have some real estate that has grown in value a tremendous amount since you have uh, purchased it. Donor-advised funds are ways that you can actually give these highly appreciated assets into the fund, and then when the fund sells them, because the fund itself is a qualified charity, then you and the fund does not have to pay the taxes on the gains. And that is why this can be such a beautiful thing. Also, uh, what's really, really nice about programs like this is let's say you sell a business or you um, sell something or have just a really huge year mm-hmm. uh, for for income or, or um, taxes. Gains, yep, things like all that. Of that. Mm-hmm. 
let's say that's the case, and you have charitable intent, um, you can utilize this in those really big tax years, but then take your time distributing the money out of the fund because you still retain control of where the money goes once it's in the fund, but you no longer can just, you just can't bring it back out and use it yourself. It's considered donated once it goes into the fund, but you still get to control the end charities that get that money. And, you know, sometimes people have a lot of money they come into and they're like, I I am charitable and I do want to donate, but I don't have anything that I feel really passionate about. And I want to take my time and explore that. Or I've seen cases where people have committed to a project saying, yes, I will give X amount of dollars to this project at this school or this um, organization or whatever once you're fully, you've fully secured the funding and then I will give it to you. Well, that might be three, four, five, many years down the road. This, again, gives you the ability to um, stock away the, that charitable that charitable uh, donation, but retain control over when it goes to the the end um, beneficiary. Yeah. So let me let me be really clear of what I'm saying with that, and, and we'll use the example that Kelsey just did. Let's say that you sold your business, and you have a monster tax liability from the sale of your business. You can donate cash to a donor advised fund. And the act of putting it into the donor advised fund creates the charitable deduction itself. Once it's in the donor advised fund, the reason it's called donor advised is because you as the donor get to advise the fund on which charities you want that money to ultimately benefit and when. So as an example, let's say that you sold a business and you talked to your tax preparer and if you made a charitable contribution, you literally could donate, let's say, half a million dollars. And you put the half a million dollars into the donor advised fund and your tax preparer is, as I said, in agreement with this, that you can literally get a half a million dollar tax deduction for doing so. Now, you don't have any time restriction on when that money has to then go to charities. So out of that half a million, maybe $50,000 is sent out to three different charities of your choice this year. And next year, maybe you send $25,000 out to four different charities of your choice and the following year, et cetera, et cetera. But the beauty of the donor advice fund is it supercharges your deductibility up to limits on your tax return in the year that you put money into the donor advised fund and gives you the ultimate flexibility on getting the money to charities whenever you want to, as long as they're qualified charities. Super cool strategy. I love it. And and for people who, you know, we, we keep coming back to this, people that have the charitable intent, like big charitable intent, this is a fantastic tool because there's so much flexibility on when and where and how you do you give those funds in the end, but it allows you to really load up the the tax deduction in years where you really need it, you know, really big years. If you're somebody who has just consistent high income, you can make consistent contributions. If you're, if you've had different things happen and you've had certain years that were significantly higher than others, then you might want to load up your charitable intent in those years, but then distribute it out 
over many in the future. It's just, it's a great, great tool. Now, there are a lot of donor-advised funds out there. Some of them have more flexibility than others. But what we want you to hear us saying is that there are definitely ways where you can continue to work with your financial advisor, and your advisor can have absolute discretion on how the money inside of the donor-advised fund is actually invested. So the donor-advised fund itself can continue to grow while you're deciding how you want to distribute the money out for charity. So that's a really important piece of this because donor-advised funds or private foundations or different things like that that people set up, one of the big things is that you want to be able to see growth. And what I want you to understand from listening to this is the assets can be managed by your financial advisor and there can be some pretty strong level of flexibility inside some of these that allow you to invest it in a way that you as the donor uh, have agreed that you want to see it invested. The other thing that's really cool is there's a lot of flexibility in how donor-advised funds can accept money. So we talked about it being a cash contribution. We talked about it being a highly appreciated stock contribution. We talked about it being real estate contribution. Um, But it can also be business shares, So if you have a business and the value of your business ownership has appreciated significantly, you literally can donate shares of your business to the donor-advised fund, which they then would sell, and then they would take those proceeds and invest it into some type of investment portfolio, and then you can have the um, advantage of directing which charities get the money from the sale of those over time. So there's a lot of ways that you can get money into them and then it can support several charities over a number of years through that one single gift, which is giving you a massive tax deduction. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So one kind of fun thing that we have seen with these is that, um, it gives you the ability to manage and track them in unique ways too. So sometimes what we see people doing with these is let's say that you are you have charitable intent and you are giving, let's say, maybe $5,000 a year to five different charities. So it's typical for you to be donating $25,000 a year to different charities. So um, what people will often do then is they might donate um, – a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars into a donor advised fund in a year that they need the tax deduction, and then those same charities that they typically donate twenty five thousand dollars a year to, they just do it conduited through the donor advised fund. And most good donor advised funds have these online portals that you can go into and you can direct the where the charity is that it's getting sent to and when you want it to be sent. And then it's getting sent to the charity and being shown that it's coming from you as the original donor. So they're very cool that way in terms of ease of management and ease of tracking the different donations that you've made.
Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about how to create massive tax deductions using donor-advised funds. Now, we've shared with you that a donor-advised fund is a way to give a single gift and then control the way that it is distributed to qualified charities over time and to create a deduction for yourself when the gift is given to the donor-advised fund. Now, again, you're going to need to make sure you're clarifying what your deductibility limits are with your tax preparer. But we want to talk a little bit about ways that these can be used that really supercharge your giving and your tax management. All right. The first thing I want to talk about is that using a donor-advised fund is a fantastic way to engage family members in charitable giving as a way to pass on your family values. Now, here's what I mean by this. I personally have set up a donor-advised fund and made a contribution to it. And my intent with this, to be able to engage my adult children, is that every year at Thanksgiving, for each of my children to select at least two charities that they think that my donor-advised fund should give money to. And then at Thanksgiving time, they need to be able to explain to their siblings and to me why they think that these charities would be deserving of a contribution. Now, I want them to each have two charities because I want them to be able to clarify why they think giving to this place would be good. But then I also want my family to be able to vote on which charities we actually give a donation to. So each child brings two, I have three children, there's six charities then that we would be able to discuss about whether or not we want to give a donation. And then as a family, we can take the amount that we want to donate and decide together how much should go to which organization. This is something that matters to me. This is something that matters to me from a family value standpoint and being able to utilize a donor advice fund to control when I'm getting the tax deduction for this, but to include my children and to start teaching them about how charitable contribution and philanthropy works is a huge, huge, huge win from a personal standpoint. So I absolutely love this plan. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think it's great for that need. It's also a way around um, having to have a private foundation. So some people go about doing something like that with a private foundation, and that can cost a lot of money, and it can have a lot of administrative um, requirements and things like that. And so if you're looking for a a less complicated way to do it, this is um, significantly less complicated and gets a, a similar benefit. Right. Um, they're not identical concepts, but um, if your end game is I want to build up a pool of money that my family controls when the, the money and where the money goes to, then that can be a, a done in a donor-advised fund as well. It's huge. Yeah. Now, another way that you can use a donor-advised fund is if you have a favorite charity, but that charity is not equipped to accept a non-cash donation. Now, a lot of charities have figured out how to set up maybe a brokerage account where you can transfer highly appreciated stock, but they might not at all be equipped to be able to figure out how to accept highly appreciated land or property or business shares. Yeah, there's a lot of things. You know, people that that tend to start charities, and especially smaller ones, with huge 
intent and, and impact potentially. They're really good at what they do and they might not be as equipped to do things on the financial side when they start to get a little more complex. So utilizing a donor advised fund and, and hand, you know, having a fund that handles that piece for them, um, then allows that to be converted to cash. That then is, um, something that they're probably very used to accepting. Um, also not, I, I love a lot of charities that are out there, but I don't necessarily think gifting massive amounts of money to certain charities all in one year is the best way to handle a donation. Um, it depends on the charity. It, it truly, <laughs> truly does. Um, it truly does. But there are some that I think are very deserving. And having um, a commitment of a regular systematic income stream would be very valuable to them as, as opposed to an extremely large amount of money um, in one particular year. You just have to judge the charities and understand where you're donating the money to make that decision. But utilizing a donor-advised fund could be a, a really great tool to drip money out to them over many years instead of, um, you know, a big chunk of money that they have to figure out how to manage and mm-hmm. do some things outside of their wheelhouse um, when it, it's not necessary. And some charities have charters that say that they have to actually spend the money on services for whoever they're benefiting when they have it, they can only hold back so much in any level of, of fund or endowment. So not overwhelming a charity with uh, too much money, which I mean, most charities might laugh at that and say that's a good problem to have. But it could be that you create an issue for a charity if you donate too much too fast. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. I, I also think that this can be a really great pl- um, retirement tool. So mm-hmm. often um, people are... Um, lowering their income in retirement and not, I'm not saying lowering their standard of living. They just don't need to bring in as much income to maintain the same standard of living that they did prior to retirement. It's not the case for everybody, but it is the case often. Um, and so, you know, one way to put control on your budget is to stock away money in a donor advised fund while you're working, while you need the Mm -hmm. bigger tax deductions and building up a a large pool of assets for yourself to then dole out in retirement. So if you want to contribute regularly to your religious organization or you want to contribute regularly to your alma mater all throughout the, the retirement years um, up to the end of your life, but you don't necessarily want to try to do that from your retirement income stream. There's um, the opportunity to donate funds, you know, in those later career years that are likely your, your highest wage earning years and get a tax deduction during those years where it's more beneficial to you than if you did that same donation in your retirement years. Another way to effectively use the donor advice fund is to pair it up with when you've received an inheritance. So frequently an inheritance is going to come with its own special brand of taxation, which is tons of fun for people. But whether it's inheritance tax or estate tax or income tax, whatever it is, you might be able to offset some of that taxation by contributing to a donor advised fund. And and one way that we've seen this done is that people will establish a donor advised fund to help get that tax break in a year of an inheritance and name the fund or have a piece of it named as something that's honoring the person who passed away. So perhaps your parents passed away and you've created a fund now that is the such and such fund in memoriam of them and, and of the work and the impact that they made over their lifetimes. 
We also see parents who or people who have had significant giving histories where a certain cause has been very important to them that when their children inherit, they set aside a chunk of money so they can continue giving to those organizations just as if their parents would have still been alive to do. Absolutely. You know, if you have that that idea that you want to create a scholarship fund in your parents' name, but you really want to be in control of it and you Mm -hmm. don't want to hand it over to um, the educational institution and and risk it not being managed the way that you would want it to be managed, this is a great way to do it. Because not only do you get to decide how much gets distributed each year, you can change the schools, you can change the amounts each year, you can change um, how much, uh, you know, maybe instead of giving seven scholarships at a certain dollar amount, you give three at a different. There's so much flexibility here and there's a lot of uses for this, and you maintain control of how it's invested. Now, one of the other things that you can do with donor-advised funds is you can set them up to be donating anonymously. And what's really neat about that is you can have your donor-advised fund, and usually when you select the charity and tell when you want the money to be sent to them, you can also select do you want it to be anonymous or do you want it to be in the name of the fund itself? And so um, if you are looking for a way to maximize your tax deductions on the front end but retain the ability to create anonymous donations at your discretion, then you definitely can do that inside of a donor-advised fund. So again, lots of flexibility for people. So Establishing a donor-advised fund is actually simple and quick and really doesn't have any cost to actually establish it. The only cost to you, of course, would be making the contribution itself. And then once it's established, you typically have some level of internet access where you can log in, you can see your donor-advised fund, and then you have the ability to direct it from there by recommending which charities the money be sent to and when that needs to be sent. So again, these are just absolutely fantastic ways to marry your tax planning and your charitable giving in a way that is a win-win for everybody. Now, some of you may be wondering what the cost of having a donor-advised fund is, and that definitely just varies from donor-advised fund management company to donor-advised fund management company. But typically, you're going to see costs anywhere from a fourth of a percent up to maybe one and a half percent and it totally depends on the amount of money that you actually have put into the donor advice fund the larger they are the lower the cost is so that's kind of the normal fee range that the donor advised fund company is going to charge in order for managing this process with you All right, we hope this has given you something fun to think about as you're planning your end-of-the-year tax deductions. Talk to your CPA, figure out if you can make a donor-advised fund contribution, and if so, how much you could do, and then give us a call, and we'd love to help you set that up. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota 57049. 
and can be reached at 605-217-3555.